In the Gulf of California, researchers have made a hopeful discovery. Several vaquita porpoises, including mothers with calves. The vaquita is about as close to extinction as any animal can be, with an estimated population somewhere between the single digits to 30. Illegal fishing driven by the Chinese black market has driven this unique creature to the brink. For now, scientists have hope. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Deborah Brennan, you cover a number of things up in North County, including the environment. And recently, you've heard about a shocking piece of information about this almost extinct animal. What is it? It's a vaquita porpoise. This is the smallest and most endangered marine mammal in the world. And it lives in uh, the upper Gulf of California in the Baja area. And why has things gone so poorly for the vaquita? What's been the cause of its almost extinction? Um, It has been suffering from illegal fishing in the area where it lives. It, it lives in a very small, specific area. It's a very um, endemic species that's only found in that part of the Gulf. The animals have become entangled in fishing nets in that area. There's a lot of fishing in the region, and in particular fishing for a, another endangered species, the totoaba fish, which is uh, valued for its swim bladder, mm-hmm. which is... Uh, caught by poachers and then exported. Mm-hmm. And as people fish for that animal and other fish, they are incidentally entangling the vaquita, which drown and die, and um, their numbers have plummeted to near extinction in mm-hmm. recent years. So what do we know about the current sighting? Uh, what information do we have? Well, what happened was um, the a group of researchers went down there to visually monitor the animals. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, when they go down there, they're never really sure what they're going to find or if they will find the vaquita at all. The numbers are estimated to be less than 20 animals at this point, wow. possibly in the single digits. So they're really susceptible to any any deaths in their population are a critical loss. So they, the scientists never even know if they'll find them at all. Uh, when they went down this time, however, they did find um, several sightings of the animals, including at least two sightings of three animals together, which is good. And um, even more exciting for them, they saw three mothers with cats, mm-hmm. which means they're still reproducing. So I guess this has gone from a tragic tale to maybe a tragic tale with a silver lining if things continue in this direction, but we still don't know for sure, right? Yeah, and the, the kind of the the dark side of this story is that in addition to seeing the vaquitas, they also saw almost 100 illegal fishing vessels in mm-hmm. the area where they're not allowed to be. So um, they, the Mexican law prohibits fishing in that area, but what the scientists say is it really doesn't have any teeth. It's not being enforced. The fishing is continuing, and it's imperiling the vaquita even further. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the some of them speculate that the fishermen don't, or the poachers in this case, they're really not legal fishermen, uh, don't want the vaquita to continue to live there because it calls attention to their eagle, illegal efforts to fish for this other animal, the totoaba fish, which is commercially very lucrative. 
Um, so one of the scientists I talked to, a Mexican scientist, Lorenzo Rojas Bracco, said uh, they had a lot of acoustic monitoring arrays to look for the vaquita in recent years, but those have been stolen or damaged, mm-hmm. uh, which is why they had to do the visual monitoring to search for them. There's a lot of forces lining up to prevent these animals from recovering. Mm-hmm. And what do we know about the economic forces that causes this poaching? Where are these Satwaba swim bladders being sold? They're being sold to Asia. Um, they're apparently valued there. And, um, and they're a lucrative uh, commercial product on the black market. So they, the people who fish for them want to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like a lot of poaching, it seems to be kind of, uh, you know, China is a big market of, you know, traditional medicine. So those kind of things can, you know, really harm these endangered species. Absolutely. Yeah. The vaquita are in harm's way because of these fishing efforts. Um, Another issue is that there is not yet approved gear for fishing for legal fishing targets in this area. They're they're testing some other kinds of gear to replace gill nets, which would be safer for vaquita and reduce or eliminate the risk of entanglement. But those haven't been finalized or approved yet. So even for the the conventional fishing in the area, they don't have an alternative that they can use to keep the keto safe while also continuing to fish. Mm, Yeah, it's certainly an awkward situation. So what have the efforts been to try to protect the vaquita? You kind of described them vaguely, but what are the things that are being set up, even though they're not great, from the Mexican government to prevent this poaching and illegal fishing? Well, there is a protected area that's dedicated only to vaquita, and fishing is not allowed in that area. Basically, according to the scientists I spoke to today, that's really all that's needed is to stop gillnet fishing there and stop the totoaba fishing, and the vaquita should be fine. They said uh, they're really resilient, adaptable animals. They have a wide diet. There isn't anything else threatening their survival other than these uh, fishing efforts. Mm-hmm. And has the U.S. Uh, played any role in kind of assisting the Mexican government with this kind of thing? Because sometimes we team up with international projects, but you usually hear it for humanitarian stories, not necessarily for an endangered species. Well, U.S. experts are helping with the monitoring and recovery efforts of these animals, but it really falls to Mexican law. Now, they face certain um, international accords and and sanctions if, if or the Mexican government has international courts that require them to take these conservation efforts and they face sanctions if they don't. But we really can't step in and enforce law on their territory. So for the most part, the U.S. uh, experts are helping with the science end of it, not with the enforcement. Mm -hmm. And have there been any attempts to try to capture and raise vaquitas in captivity or is that a failed? Um, yes, there has been an attempt, and yes, it is a failure. They, um, in 2017, they tried to capture uh, Vaquita in order to uh, breed them in captivity, and the animal that they caught died within days of capture. Uh, they, and so I don't believe that's been attempted again since then. Mm-hmm. And I forgot to ask this earlier, but what do these Vaquita look like? This is a podcast, so it's kind of funny to describe it, but go ahead. So they are very small porpoises. They are uh, up to five feet long, so kind of smaller than your average 
human adult. Um, they weigh up to about 110 pounds, so which is very light for a marine mammal, which are usually pretty uh, sturdy, heavy animals. Uh, they are light grayish, and they have dark marks on their face around their eyes and mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so certainly a sad image if you kind of conjure that in your brain, a kind of small, very sad, endangered dolphin-like creature. Yes, definitely. All right. Deborah Brennan, thank you so much. Okay, thanks, Daniel. Bye. In other news, there will be a new direct flight to Taos, New Mexico, just in time for peak ski season. Taos Air is touting the new air service as like a charter flight, but is selling it at commercial prices. One-way flights between Taos Regional Airport and McClellan Palomar Airport in Carlsbad will start at $180, and there are no charges for baggage. Service will start on January 9th, and they're also offering ground shuttle service between the airport and Taos Ski Valley's new hotel, The Blake, as well as complimentary ski and snowboard rentals for up to four days. Go out and shred that gnar. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m. Our creative director is Beto Alvarez, and our digital editor is Ricky Young. This podcast comes together with support from our creative studio and reporters throughout the newsroom. Please rate and review us on your favorite podcast app and support our journalism by signing up for our print and digital products at uniontrip.com slash subscribe. Until next time.